From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am Jerry Brooks, your host, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, standing up for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and all the other great freedoms that our country gets to enjoy. Also, I am your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America and the radical left. Oh, and believe you me, it's getting weirder and weirder as we get close to Election Day. Which, as of today, we are 28 days away. Four weeks, folks. Four weeks until we decide, are we going to take back our country or not? And I have said this time after time after time. This is it. This is absolutely, do we get it? We have to get it right. We have to get it right. We have to turn out. If you want the dysfunction, if you want the crazy inflation and everything else that Joe Biden and his mental midgets have given us for the last nearly two years, vote Democrat. Absolutely. But if you actually want to get this country back on the right track, to get some sanity back, to get some common sense back, to make our country great again, to make our economy strong again, and to get rid of this crazy wokeness and expose it, then you're going to have to vote Republican. And yes, in, especially in key states uh, like Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada. I mean, folks, the mainstream media is bonkers, especially MSLSD and its crew of crazies. I mean, even Nicole Wallace taking a swipe at Jim Marchant, who is running for Secretary of State in Nevada. Well, they're just not into you. And of course, you know, they still go for the election denier. It's like, if these people really believe that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, then they're on drugs, crazy, or they're just lying spawns of Satan. It's just that simple. It's like, oh, you shouldn't say that. It's like, well, what? They've been saying it ever since November of 2020, and they wanted to get rid of Trump. And now, all of a sudden, yeah, their boy Biden, and I'm talking to the woke crowd, including the woke Christians who gave me grief back in 2020 about my support for President Trump. And their highly delusional uh, state about, oh, Joe Biden's so moral, and he, he'll, get, he'll restore things. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Would you like to stand up for that now? Hmm? Do you, do you want to just take it back? Or double down. It's that, it's that serious. And especially for the woke Christians, it's like, look what you've done not only to the country, but to your brothers and sisters in Christ by the millions all over the country. High gas prices, high food prices. You can't really find baby formula anymore. I mean, I see it every time I go to the grocery store. 
I mean, I go by the baby food section and the formula section, and I see more empty spaces than I do filled ones. A lot more than that. Plus, I'm sure all you woke folks go to the gas station and seeing how much you're paying. I'm hearing from people out west in Nevada, uh, the northern Nevada, Reno, Lake Tahoe area. Six freaking bucks a gallon for gas. Six dollars for gas. Five dollars up in the Pacific Northwest where I used to live, Oregon and Washington. And yeah, it's four dollars, I mean, four dollars in uh, Arizona. Now, fortunately, Florida has a governor with a brain and a heart and a pair of brass ones to tell the media and the left to go pound sand. Right now, Florida, for the last about week and a half or so, has been experiencing a gas tax holiday announced by Governor DeSantis. This is it mostly in part due to what happened down during Hurricane Ian down on the southwestern coast of Florida, which is still undergoing um, huge amounts of recovery, uh, repair, power is being restored at amazing, almost miraculous speed. And yes, Florida is going to come back. It's going to come back stronger. But right now, the governor's more concerned about Floridians and their quality of life, especially those who were horrendously affected by Hurricane Ian. That's why a gas tax holiday has been established for the state of Florida. That is, gas in Florida will no longer be, will be 25 cents less per gallon because the state is not taking its portion of the gas tax, which does make Florida the fifth lowest, I repeat, fifth lowest gas prices in the entire country. I don't, I, I don't know how long that gas tax holiday is going to be in effect, but it's going to be very needed and very helpful for millions of Floridians who are just absolutely getting clobbered by Joe Biden and his mental midgets. I mean, even the fact that he came to Florida and made the ridiculous and asinine statement that this proves once and for all that climate change is for real. And I thought Governor DeSantis was probably going to smack his demented head. This is stupidity on steroids, folks. And, this, and stupidity does not discriminate. It's been one of my rules for decades. So, so forget the damn climate change. It's not even really probably in the top 10 of issues that people, I mean, real people, care about. We're talking inflation. We're talking violent crime. As a matter of fact, yesterday, the timing couldn't have been more impeccable. And the, and the video interview is on our Rumble page uh, at In Black and Right. I spoke with the national uh, spokesperson for the National Police Association, Betsy Smith, talking about violent crime, the rise in violent crime, 
the games that the FBI are playing with their crime statistics. And believe me, the FBI really does not have any right or any credibility left to start playing games with real numbers because those numbers represent real people. But that all, that all aside, but yes, we've got things going. We've got real issues, and now is the time. If you haven't stepped up, step up now. It's not too late. It's really not too late. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a great example of this. This is phenomenal. In Ohio, very key important state, you've got the Senate race going on right now between Democrat Tim Ryan and Trump-endorsed Republican candidate J.D. Vance. Now, last night they had a debate. And believe you me, folks, I will give you a perfect example of why, and I'll give credit, not much, but a little credit, to Tim Ryan for actually debating his opponent. Because there are a lot of Democrats across the country who are doing the Biden-Bunker strategy. The Biden-Bunker strategy of, oh, well, we're not going to debate. I don't want to debate you because they know, they know that a lot of these Republican candidates are going to absolutely lay them bare and show who exactly who they are, what they believe, and they can't handle it. And the Democrats cannot defend that which is indefensible, when you, especially when you're talking violent crime, fentanyl crisis, kids dropping by tens of thousands. I mean, over 100,000 last year alone. I think about 107,000. Well, anyway, I want to play a little bit of this. Uh, <laughs> now, just to set it up for you a little bit, Tim Ryan, the Democrat, actually said he was calling for people to kill and confront MAGA Republicans. And apparently that was also targeting uh, J.D. Vance's opponent. Well, listen to how J.D. Vance completely dismantled Tim Ryan. It'll be just about a minute. Well, I didn't say that he was intentionally killing people. What I said, Colleen, is that his rhetoric on how he views people who didn't vote for him is totally beyond the pale and totally unacceptable. And by the way, Tim Ryan, who runs all these TV commercials saying that he wants to appeal to Trump voters, wants to appeal to Republicans, also says that he wants to kill and confront what is it, the MAGA movement, Tim? That's not exactly the rhetoric of a unifier. What I do think is that the end result of Joe Biden's policies and the end result of his rhetoric is that, one, we hate each other a lot more than we did two years ago. That's a significant failure of leadership. And yes, the fentanyl crisis is way worse than it was two years ago. Why is it way worse? Because Tim Ryan and Joe Biden have conspired together to reject every border wall funding proposal, to reject every proposal to cut off the amnesty, to reject every proposal that would actually secure our border and stop the flow of these illegal drugs. Thanks for Ooh, Go get him, J.D. Vance. Folks, everything that J.D. Vance just said is true. Now, Tim Ryan, and then I have friends in Ohio, 
and I've been learning about Tim Ryan. Whenever he's back home in Ohio, uh, which his district, I believe, is in the Youngstown area, when he goes home to Ohio, he wants to put on this Jedi mind trick of, these aren't the droids you're looking for. I am a moderate. I am a moderate. And it's, cr it's crap because his voting record, his voting record is 100% with Joe Biden. And that's coming from 538, which is not, I repeat, not MAGA-friendly. It is not conservative. If anything, it's very much left of center. And they're the ones who are saying this. Yipes. Now, that's, that's bad enough. But now uh, you add that to the story today that about uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, the former congresswoman, Democrat from Hawaii. She has essentially left. Well, not essentially left. She's out of there. She is now no long. She has announced that she's no longer a member of the Democrat Party. Yay, happy! I mean, she even did a video on her Twitter page when she made the announcement. But I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I want to even get some of this up. Ah, uh, let's see. Give me a moment here, folks. I'm just getting it all set up here. But I would want to play a, a piece of her. Uh, she did a video, uh, Tulsi Gabbard did, and she announced that she's leaving the party. Now, she's uh, from Hawaii. She is a military veteran. And, oh, man, oh, man. It was just crazy. Now, of course, with... With Tulsi Gabbard, I mean, she was going to be a real, uh, she was going to be a real pain in the neck and has been with Democrats ever since she's left Congress and even before. And she's even gone after Hillary Clinton on a couple of occasions. And even the even some rhinos, uh, like Mitt, Mitt the Twit Romney, uh, is gone after her. This is just crazy. But, okay, I mean, was it really that much of a surprise? For me, not necessarily, in the sense that I don't know what kind of took her so long, because the party, her, par her former party, has completely gone bonkers. I mean, so not just bonkers, but wackadoodle bonkers. So yeah, this is uh, pretty sad. But I want to read the uh, read the story that came from just the news, little pieces of it, and this is part of what she said in her Twitter post. I can no long and I quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party, that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The, Tulsi Gabbard is absolutely straight 
upright on this. This, the Democrat Party of today, especially the last few years, is, in, and she even called it elitist. <laughs> she's, she's even called it elitist, and I'm just thinking, dang, hello. She's been right on the money, right on the money on all of what she said. And now it's culminated into this. She's gone, and she didn't mince words when she left out the door. Elitist. Wow. That is today's Democrat Party. They are elitist. They racialize everything. And somehow, they and, and wokeness. I mean, she hit so many things in one short twip, uh, one short tweet. <laughs> Everything. The whole anti-white racism, the racializing of every issue, dividing everything, every big issue, by race, by gender, both genders. So yes, there are only two genders, so get over that one. So yes, this is absolutely beautiful to hear this. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, but to have a Tulsi Gabbard do it? Wow. That's, this is pretty dang awesome. So good for you, Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know if you're going to turn Republican, but at least you're not going to be Democrat, which is pretty nice. Now, and I love... Okay, wait a minute. Let's see here. All right. No, I can't seem to... Okay, never mind. I wanted to play a little bit of her... Uh, of her video that she did on... Uh, that she did on Twitter. But I can't seem to... Get it up, but get it uh, loaded on the computer here just for a moment. So, my sincerest apologies on that, but I wanted you to hear it from her own words. So, yeah, it's pretty wild uh, what she did. Not surprising, really, but hey, better late than not at all. And to have this happen four weeks before the midterms, uh, that's not going to be. That, that doesn't help. It, it doesn't help. But as much as Tulsi Gabbard's announcement of leaving is, but there's something else that I find even worse. And, it's a, and this comes from the UK Telegraph over in Britain. And it's been written by one of their associate editors named Camilla Tomini. And the, head, and the commentary is speaks for itself. And the headline goes, Useless and Nasty. Joe Biden has revealed himself. And I thought, ouch. A British reporter, the British, one of our most staunch and greatest allies, have one of their people from one of their more respected newspapers, The Telegraph, just absolutely putting an American president through a meat grinder. And, and I thought, oh, wow, wow, wow. 
And, and I love how this starts. Uh, Barack Obama allegedly said of his former vice president, don't, and, and this is supposed to be a, an Obama quote, don't, estimate, don't underestimate Joe's abilities to F things up, unquote. Expressing his private doubts about Joe Biden becoming the Democrat presidential nominee in 2020. The former president reportedly told a fellow Democrat, and quote, and you know who really doesn't have it? Biden. End quote. Indeed, it's no secret in Washington, D.C. that Obama privately lobbied for Biden not to run for the Democrat nomination in 2016, making way for Hillary Clinton. And we all know how that turned out. We have spent the last we have spent the past couple of years learning why the former president seems so determined. Biden's qualities for the Oval Office are almost non-existent. From losing his train of thought mid-sentence to forgetting one of his own congresswomen had died in a car crash. Folks, this is not the American media. This is the British. This is the British saying this of an American president. Keep that in mind. I would ask, I mean, what, I mean, that you would have thought, you know, this would have been like some Republican here in the States. Mm-mm. Nope. This is a British reporter. Ay, 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 ay. That, and just a little bit further down. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, when I first read this, I just thought, man, you wouldn't think that... I, and I'm going to put a link to this on inblackandright.net, on our, our website, because unless you read it for yourself, you would not believe that this was coming from the foreign press. Now, uh, let's see. Okay, there we go. And now we can add Trump-esque misplaced macho to the commander-in-chief's list of core characteristics. After he was overheard telling Ray Murphy, mayor of Fort Myers Beach, Florida, and that's when he made his visit uh, after Ian, and he caught, got caught on a hot mic saying, no one Fs with a Biden. <laughs> and I thought, oh God. He told that to a mayor of a town which had been just devastated by a Cat 4 hurricane just days earlier? Oh, my, my, my. And, of course, we don't, we, we can't forget what he said to Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey, calling him a stupid son of a, you know, you know expletive deleted at a White House press conference earlier this year when he then when he deigned to ask him whether inflation is a political liability ahead of the midterms, ay 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 ay, this is crazy. Uh, so I'm just gonna leave it at that because my goodness, the fact that you have the foreign press now saying what many conservatives over here in the United States have said, wow. If that's coming from the British, I would love to see some of the other countries that are looking at Biden and wondering, are you kidding? Are you serious? I mean, 
Everybody's effing with Joe Biden. The latest in the list is OPEC. OPEC. Announcing just last week that they were going to cut production by 2 million barrels. And we and Biden went hat in hand over to Saudi Arabia with the fist bump with the crown prince just wanting maybe a million barrels and they said eh, sorry no we're you're, you're done here Joe so now now they cut it by two million now this catching up with an energy expert and a consultant if and I mean if which is a big if in the mind of a wackadoodle leftist if we had stayed on course with Trump's energy policy of energy independence and eventually energy dominance, we could be producing an extra three and a half million barrels of oil a day. Three and a half million barrels of our own energy, not going hat in hand to Saudi Arabia, not going and begging Venezuela. Oh, and believe you me, folks, the Venezuelan community in South Florida, especially in Miami, oh yeah, they're loving that like root canal work with no anesthetic. They are not happy at all. Plus, we're going hat in hand, dealing with the mullahs in Iran, trying to get a nuclear deal again. Forget that idea. Yes, this is what we are dealing with. And I'm just amazed that it took a foreign correspondent, a, a British newspaper writer, editor, to actually tell the truth. And not just to tell it to the British people, but to remind the Americans. We are not respected. Joe Biden isn't respected. I mean, the British absolutely censured the British Parliament, censured Joe Biden after the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. That came from the British Parliament of an American president. Folks, you don't get much worse than that, especially coming from the British. Now, I mean... It's tough enough they have to do it with their own political leadership, but now they're going to take on the President of the United States, or at least the acting President of the United States? No, thanks. No, 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 no. I, I don't even know how that even happens, but hey, it's all right. It's all good. Not going to freak out over it. I definitely want to get into one more thing. Oh, oh, I love, for the folks in Georgia. Now, hear me, woke Christians, okay? Hear me really good. Raphael Warnock, the senator from Georgia who really shouldn't have been, but hey, not going to worry about it. Now you have people who are going after Herschel Walker, you know, try, and, and his kid, I don't know what's wrong with his kid, but, young man, you really needed more time in the woodshed, acting like you completely lost your dang mind. But, that's beside the point. Now, Raphael Warnock, 
or warlock, depending. Yeah, warlock. His church, the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, which had Martin Luther King as its pastor for many years, that man has to be absolutely doing cartwheels in his grave watching this piece of crap took, taking his church down a very decidedly left-leaning direction. But this story is just amazing. And I'm not talking in a good way. Now, Warnock's church reportedly, and this is a story that I found in Breitbart, his church there tried to evict tenants during the pandemic while he raked in a $120,000 pastoral salary. $120,000 and a housing allowance of $7,400 and his salary as a United States Senator. This guy was making Boku bucks. Now, for those people who talk about, well, these preachers, you know, and they're all rich and they did, it's like, hey, don't, if you want to go after people like that, you better throw Raphael Warnock in the list. So, he gets $120,000 salary, a $7,400 housing allowance every month, so you might as well add on, oh, another $85,000. And then his salary from the United States Senate, which is, I believe, $184,000. So, this guy is pushing about, oh, $400,000 a year which is about the same amount of money the President of the United States makes. So, Georgia, hey, remember, this is the guy, I mean, if you really want to send this guy back to Washington with all of that, you got some problems. So I'm looking at this story, and I'm just the first couple of Paragraphs says it all. Warnock's church, Ebenezer Baptist Church, ev attempted to evict eight tenants from an Atlanta apartment building, which is low-income housing, bu building the nonprofit. Oh, no, sorry. Let me try that again, because this is just making me, just tweaking me out here. Warnock's Church, Ebenezer Baptist Church, attempted to evict eight tenants from an Atlanta apartment building the nonprofit owns for as little as $28.55 in overdue rent, according to financial documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Financial statements from 2021 show Ebenezer Baptist Church is doing quite well financially, with liquid assets of more than $1.2 million. Columbia Tower at MLK Village in downtown Atlanta, a facility that caters to the chronically homeless and those with mental disabilities, has found itself sued a dozen times during the pandemic. One of the latest lawsuits shows a tenant was asked to vacate the apartment building for $4,900 due in back rent, a sum that is nearly half of Warnock's pastoral monthly housing allowance. Now, keep in mind, 
when the lockdowns came, when a lot of this other stuff came, the CDC, that's right, those, those wonderful folks at the CDC tried to put on a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures, which the Supreme Court later said you didn't have the right to do it, you had the, no authority to do it, so stop it. Now, of course, they kept going, and the CDC went on and ignoring the order of the United States Supreme Court until the Supreme Court says, it's like, hey, hello, did you not hear us? You don't have the authority to do it. Stop it right now. I'm like, whoa, okay. So, yeah, folks, for all of you nice, woke Christians who are talking about, oh, Biden's so moral. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, check out Warnock. He's a full-on radical leftist. And the fact that he is part of the church that Martin Luther King had, ugh, it, it sickens me to the core of my being, knowing that this, piece of, this leftist piece of crap is in the U.S. Senate collecting all kinds of money, and now he's trying to throw people out of the apartment building that the church he pastors owns. Because it's a non-profit. Well, Warnock is definitely no profit. And I'm not talking about in the financial sense. But I'll tell you. Georgia, if you're okay with that. And you're, you know, but you have no problem with this allegation against Herschel Walker. Which has been unverified, by the way. But at least the Washington Free Beacon got the receipts on Warnock. And let's throw in Warnock's nasty predilection, predilection of domestic abuse. Did anybody seem to, you all seem to have forgotten that Warnock's ex-wife accused him of domestic abuse. And yet, oh, they're like, oh, and here comes Herschel Walker's son going on his rant. And it's like, oh, no, no, you got dysfunction everywhere, people. You got dysfunction everywhere. So, don't know what else to tell you, but, well, we're going to be following this, because, like I said, we are now four weeks away, exactly, from the most consequential midterm election of my lifetime, and for many others as well. And, well, also just going to call it a day today. Thank you very much for listening. Now, if you want to send us an uh, email with comments or questions, in black and right at gmail.com. Also, our website in black and .net, We're going to be continuing uh, this week our another installment of our series, All Politics is Local, and we're going to have a great treat for you. And it's going to be on our Rumble page uh, probably tomorrow. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, also, you can uh, look find our podcast. We're on all podcast platforms. Just look for In Black and Right or look for our uh, sort of trademark flaming microphone. Uh, so that's, uh, so that's going to be fun. And tell your friends as well. We've had a great year this year, but we've still got work to do. So don't forget, make your voices heard. Make them loud and clear. And if you're going to vote early, do so in person and make sure you actually hand your ballot 
to a actual human. Because this whole voter machine thing, and I'll get into that probably uh, tomorrow or Thursday at the latest because there's just too much to go through. So we're going to deal with that. And there's account, there's election offices throughout the country who have this, who are severing ties with this election software company after its CEO was arrested and had servers, actual servers, in China, in mainland China. Oh boy, that's going to be a fun one. So, until tomorrow, my friends, thank you so much. God bless, and always remember, patriots come in all colors.